Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming to you out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 137. Hello out there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me in SideQuest Studios is BT Calloway. Ahoy, hoy. And all the way from California, via the magic of internet stuff, mm-hmm. is Roxy Stryer. Such a crazy thing, internet, right? Connecting us all <laughs> over the world. That's right. Yep, all to talk about TV. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, you might know Roxy from such internet shows as The Tomorrow Show, DC Movie News, and her work on Collider Network and Screen Junkies. And yeah, that's how I I was familiar with Roxy from uh, when you used to host TV fights on Screen Junkies. Yeah, I missed that show. That was my favorite because I'm such a TV junkie and, and hearing people duke it out over TV, nothing makes my heart warmer. (laughs) <laughs> no, I always hoped uh, you guys would get around to having a Simpsons special on the show, but yeah. It was waiting for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're a big fan of TV and big fan of The Simpsons as well, I'm guessing. Yeah. We like to ask uh, new guests to the show, what is like your history with The Simpsons? Uh, I think that you can't be a fan of TV if you don't at least like The Simpsons. There's got to be an episode for everyone. I mm. grew up watching my brother watch The Simpsons. So it was kind of like we would fight over the remote and whenever it was his turn, The Simpsons would go on. So I had to pretend as a, when I was younger to dislike The Simpsons. You know, I'd sit there and begrudgingly be like, oh, fine, if that's what you want to watch. But really I was using reverse psychology because I wanted to watch Simpsons too, but he had to think I didn't want to watch The Simpsons <laughs> in order for him to want to watch The Simpsons. That's kind of how it was growing up. And then... I think I just watch kind of sporadically. Like if I hear there's a great episode on or or one is on TV, then I'll watch it. But I'm not like a I've seen every single episode 15 times kind of girl. I'm guessing that's you guys. You've seen all the episodes a million times. That's him mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that is me mostly. But yeah, I can completely understand pretty much everyone but me that we've had on the show um, (laughs) sort of dropped off at some point. How long ago do you reckon you dropped off from the show? drop off as much as a I started picking other shows up more often so mm-hmm. there's a lot more TV out there <laughs> yep, priorities. Yeah, yeah but I still anytime somebody wants to watch The Simpsons I'm down oh excellent and I brought this particular episode for you and uh, so do the intro for that we just watched season 10 episode 1 Lord of the Dance first released in August of 1998 directed by Dominic Polcino written by Jane O'Brien in this episode there's a new girl at school named Alex and she's very into fashion and she has credit cards and cell phones and uh, she's making Lisa feel like a little bit of a a little kid and um, a bit intimidated as she sort of takes her friend group and in the B story, Homer and Bart get into the grease business. What did we think? I love this episode. First of all, Lisa Kudrow has my entire heart, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could tell why I'm thinking that you catered this one towards me. Uh, I just, I thought it was great. And I also think it was some of the worst parenting advice that we've ever heard from Homer, which I can get into <laughs> in a little bit. But just classic in every area. Lisa being Lisa, Homer being Homer, Marge being constantly like left in the dust. Yeah. Uh, it's classic Simpsons and so good, so funny. Yeah, absolutely. BT? Uh, yeah, this one is really well structured. There's something I really love about, we'll talk about in a sec, kind of the through line of how they introduce, then reinforce, then pay off Millhouse throughout this one uh, and his relationship with Lisa. Yeah, it's a, one of those ones where I didn't appreciate it properly until I watched it critically, but 
yeah, once I have, it's this one really shines out. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we call this uh, season ten. You know, this is the very start of the teens era for our purposes. We call the teens era, and yeah, this still feels very much like classic Simpsons to me, and one that yeah people quote for days. And yeah, of course, there is a big connection with Friends. And while you didn't have a Simpsons special on TV fights, you definitely had a Friends special. Yes, very true, very true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, of course, uh, may as well get this out of the way. Yeah, the big guest star of this episode, Lisa Kudrow. What what do we think of her performance? It's interesting because if I hadn't known it was her, her voice is just so slightly different than what you think of Lisa Kudrow's as. It's a a little younger, obviously she's playing a a kid, uh, and a little higher. But then when you know it's her and you're listening for it, she just knocks it out of the park. She has such a way with her timing, her comedic timing. I mean, it's why she works so well on Friends, why she works so well on The Comeback. Uh, and recently in the movie that I saw her in, Booksmart, she, anything that you see her in, she just nails. But when it comes to voiceover acting, it's a different ball game, And, and she mm. always knocks that out of the park as well. Yeah, yeah. she has, has a very, like, Simpsons-esque voice. I think it fit in really well with the world universe, which is why I think a lot of people maybe not didn't pick it up immediately, even with that really big tell at the beginning where she's like, oh, don't be such a Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her first two lines are like total meta references. Lisa, I love that name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, I think that still probably when people were listening to that, they didn't pick it up with the Lisa line and then with the don't mm. be such a Phoebe. Like if you don't know, you mm. just think it's Simpsons weirdness. No, absolutely. And yeah, let's get into the episode proper. Roxy, our first question we like to ask, for better or worse, what's something that stands out to you from this episode? Well, I briefly mentioned it, but for better or worse, Homer's advice, if a girl comes into your class and she's more liked (laughs) than you, what you should do as a young woman is just copy everything she does. This is probably the worst advice I've ever heard from a parent especially to a young girl like lisa who has such a head on her shoulder she's trying to be a kid she's trying to do all of the right things she's smart she does well in school she's sweet to her friends she's brought this outsider into her group who didn't have any friends she was new she wanted to show the girl around and as a parent what you should say to that is wow, I'm so proud I raised such a great daughter. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy that you are who you are. Trust me, when the kids get older, they'll understand you. You, you just keep doing you, girl. Yeah. Dead. Telling her to change everything about herself to become this other girl, it's classic Homer, which is why we love him, but also he would be the worst dad ever. Yeah, he's kind of like her own internal voice at this point of, you know, you need to grow up and change because this is the way the world is going. And I love the way it's presented as well when the the line is, um, sweetie, I can't imagine anyone being more popular than you. But apparently this Alex girl is. You need to copy her at every turn. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That misdirect. Uh, uh, uh. Is that what Allison would say? <laughs> oh, man, that's so terrible. Like, Wait, Alex or Allison? Oh, right. Yeah, I'm getting why, confused. Why are all her rivals A-names? I'm just... Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because we do get a little bit of Allison in this episode yeah. as well, uh, not played by Winona Ryder as she was in the, the other episode. But, yeah, I think they really had to thicken out her friend group because, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't often show depict Lisa as having friends ever. Yeah. True. But like you said, it was so, it hit so well and, it, and the timing was so great because you think he's going to do something right for once. Yeah. You think he's going to say, oh, sweetheart, I can't imagine that. That's not true. 
But then knowing The Simpsons, you're just waiting for the other foot to drop. <laughs> like, all right, Homer, what's it going to be this time? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he comes through in that way. And it's just, it's kind of heartbreaking if you actually think about it. But it's a oh, sitcom, sure. <laughs> so it's not heartbreaking. No, it's, yeah, totally played for laughs. And how about you, BT? What's something that stands out to you from this episode, for better or worse? I touched on it before. I think it's the way they kind of handle Milhouse and his relationship to Lisa. Because we got that bit at the beginning when they're shopping for school supplies. He kind of slicks back his hair with glue, walks up all, hey, and then falls over, gets a pen stuck in it. But that kind of, if you'd never seen the show before, somehow, you would know already, okay, here's a guy who's kind of goofy, but he has, you know, a crush on her. Later on, that gets reinforced with the great line of, Milhouse, put down those eyebrows. (laughs) The other one, too. And then you get the payoff at the end when, you know, she desperately asks Milhouse out and then realizes what she's become. And there's a, you know, it's a great pacing of introduction, reminder and payoff. And it works really well. I'd never really thought about it before in terms of structure. Yeah. And Lisa's relationship to him and how she's changing and how she, that is the change that reflects in her quite literally through his nerd glasses. Uh, yeah, it's a really good, good, well-structured bit and funny. Yeah, but typical Millhouse as well. You can tell the hubris kicks in at the oh, school yeah. dances. Oh, wow, Lisa, you've got a lot of guts to come here. Otherwise, <laughs> Be labelled a dateless wonder. Ow! <laughs> yeah, just get smacked with the star stamp. <laughs> yeah, or just when he rips out the clump of his own hair. To, uh, you want this? <laughs> no. Oh, that's so, that made me feel so queasy. Yeah. <laughs> that flip me out. I can never tell with Millhouse where I stand. I kind of feel bad for him all the time, but also he brings so much of it upon himself because he's just so freaking annoying and relentless. (laughs) And in this episode, when she's shaking him and like, you will take me instead of the other girl. And then she realizes she's done something wrong. I was just thinking, yeah, but he's been the one who's so freaking annoying. Like, yeah. I still, I'm still mad at him over Lisa. Yeah, yeah. I think we all hate Millhouse a little bit because he's all there's a little bit of Millhouse in all of us. That <laughs> clunky, annoying weirdo. You're like, Ugh. but when his arrogance kicks in, that even when he's like almost got his underwear that's been wedgied up to his armpits and he's going through like a when it rains it pours moment where he's like there's plenty of millhouse to go around (laughs) and what stands out to me from this episode yeah talking about homer's bad parenting um yeah pulling bart out of school completely to help him run in the grace business uh what do we think how this story panned out it was amazing when he said, like, if this works out, you'll be missing a whole lot more of school. <laughs> like, that's the parent of the year. Oh, yeah. The best parents have their kid miss all the school for the grease business. Boy's got to learn a trade. <laughs> <laughs> this made me feel, again, sick to my stomach because there's something about watching these kids like uh, when the when the <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I felt like you're all going to get food poisoning and die. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That was so disgusting. They're all talking about how delicious it is. There's no way that after sitting there like that, we're not talking about freshly French fried no, or wings no. or anything. We're talking about, what do they say, 20 years old or whatever? It's like a hamburger milkshake. Have been building. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it had never been changed. And as we find out later, yeah, Willie had been saving this up for his retirement grease. <laughs> I can't do a Scottish accent, no. So. <laughs> you got to just start with the... Retirement Grease! (laughs) Only on this show could they pull something like this off. Because on other shows, you stop and you question, what? He's been saving it for his retirement. What? That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) But on this, you're like, yeah, okay, I guess in this world, that's fine. Yeah, that's just the great moment where they bring the two stories together as well, which is great. 
Yeah, which they even do in the title, Lard of the Dance. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, still blows me away how clever that is. But I also like that Homer just immediately recruits Bart. We don't have to work to that and get to it eventually. He just, obviously, he's like, oh, this is going to make all the fortune in the world. So, of course, my boy's coming along. Yeah. We don't have to get there. And I think just having that immediate payoff just keeps the pace up. And because the B story is where all your levity is. And, you know, at least the story is where all your heart is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And we get an interesting part in this episode where at the start of the episode, he's like, oh, I should really be going to school. <laughs> and It's, a, yeah, an interesting turn for his character. Yeah, but it feels organic, especially when they drive past and he's just watching all the other kids play. And you kind of realize that even if he doesn't like school, his peer group is there. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of like the the situation I was talking about earlier with my brother wanting to watch a different... I had to trick him into it. Bart doesn't <laughs> want to go to school until he thinks his dad doesn't want him to go to school. Ah. Wait, maybe I should be going to school. He's a little rebel. Bart always has been. So if somebody tells him to do something, he wants to do the other thing. So now that his dad's like, you shouldn't go to school no more. Bart's like, wait a second. Maybe I should become studious and go to all my classes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So we also like to ask, play count. How many times before today do you think you've seen this episode? Mm, I definitely had seen it before... But I, not for a while, maybe maybe two times before, so maybe this is my third time seeing it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, BT. I mean, 10, 20, the grease <laughs> trap load. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen this one so much. Like, I, I have a really big soft spot for season 10, like these early teens era seasons. Yeah, and this is just such a great kickoff to the, the teens era of Simpsons. So we also like to talk about, you know, the balancing act of a Simpsons episode in terms of wackiness and heart is something that The Simpsons really excels in. So starting out with the wackiness, were there some particularly cartoony moments of this episode that stand out to you? Oh, definitely. I mean, when when you're riding a grease sled of snow into a school van, <laughs> I mean, that is as wacky as it gets. Yeah. Uh, and I love Homer, like, still trying to salvage the business and, like, yep. filling his pockets up with grease. Yeah. 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 Or, uh, you know, him getting his eye caught in the hose and oh. just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that visual's gonna... That's the stuff of nightmares. That's And Bart's like, uh, uh nothing. <laughs> I have such a sensitive stomach, and any of that stuff makes me just feel, ugh. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine. So, yeah, that's what happened to Homer's eye. And then we see later on he's got the hose attached to his butt. Like, oh, Homer. <laughs> Different when it's skin contact compared to blue pant contact. I, 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 for his sake, for <laughs> his yeah, butt's sake, worried, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, I do love the, the grease fight as well. And it was making me think, yeah... You're right, Roxy. Only in the context of a cartoon could this work. Should they do, like, a live-action remake of Simpsons at any point? I no, would... Disney. No, <laughs> Disney. No. They might. No. They're live-actioning, remaking everything these days. That's why I'm getting on top of this before it becomes a possibility. <laughs> but how would you even go start with their ages? Like, you would oh. only be able to do one... Li- I mean, how would you do that? Well, I mean, most of their live-action remakes are all, you know, CGI anyway, so... Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Disney has cloning tech, so it's, it's you can do it like Lion King. Yeah. Him again, yeah. Okay. Uh, were there any other cartoony elements from this episode? I mean, there's an acne grease and shovel company. I love that joke so much. Yeah. We also run the shovel racket. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that in terms of the Lisa storyline, when she's walking over to the table trying to get a date for the dance. Mm-hmm. 
and she's got yeah. all that on, but she's wearing those shoes and she just straight up topples over backwards. <laughs> Pulls <laughs> out of the shoes. So cartoonish in that moment. Like it's not yeah. like she trips and falls mm-hmm. or she kind of twists an ankle. Just her shoes stay where they are and she falls <laughs> off them like she's standing on a stack of books. So that was yeah. pretty cartoonish, uh, but awesome. Yeah, it feels pretty relatable as well, because like, here we have Lisa, yeah, this hyper-intelligent kid that still recognises that, yeah, she's too young for earrings and makeup and, and high heel shoes. Difficult, man. Like, yeah, well, because you're, I'm guessing that your next thing you're going to ask about are those relatable, heartwarming moments, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I think that most of Lisa's storyline really is, especially the part where... She brings this girl into the group of friends. I mean, there's so many movies and TV shows like this, but Mm. it's for a reason. It's a trope for a reason because this happens in real life where people mature at different ages or or want to mature at different ages. And that scene where they're all getting dressed and they're all shopping and Lisa doesn't want to try on that little dress. She doesn't feel comfortable. Mm. Or the scene where Lisa Kudrow gives her the earrings and she doesn't have her ears pierced. It kind of reminded me of, did you guys ever see that movie 13? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with Evan Rachel Wood, right? Yeah, with uh, Evan Rachel Wood and what's her name who ended up marrying Ian Summerholder, Nikki Reed. Yeah. Uh, and it's like when one girl comes in, not that piercing your ears is anything crazy, but you probably shouldn't have a girl just stick a pick in your ear and yeah. make <laughs> that work and go get it done. But I just felt for Lisa in those moments because her friends were growing up in a different way and she was getting left behind. And that's just, it's really hard. It's hard enough to be a young woman growing up and trying to figure out the world. But then when this new girl comes in and you feel isolated and alone, I thought that was really realistic. Mm, there's a nice balance where, you know, Alex gives Lisa the earrings. She's like, oh, I don't think I'm ready. And she goes, oh, well, maybe you can put them on your doll. And then everyone laughs at her, but then she, you know, says, oh, no, you'll be ready someday. So it's like, it doesn't make Alex to be the bad guy at all. She's not pushing, but at the same time, is kind of dragging Lisa along, I suppose. Mm. Uh, it's an interesting balance where they, yeah, get a laugh at Lisa's expense, but also make Alex not necessarily be, you know, the antagonist. Yeah, but they really highlighted at the end as well when, yeah, come time for the dance, all the kids are separated. They're all too nervous to dance with each other and, like, Alex is feeling that uh, in that moment as well. I mean, cooties is a real problem, man. <laughs> it's an epidemic. It's going around. Yeah. <laughs> the, no laughing matter. So, yeah, it sort of showed that where the kids themselves, even though they were sort of trying to keep up with Alex and, you know, wearing the dresses and earrings and stuff, that, yeah, they still weren't ready for dancing slow dances with boys yet. Well, because it's one thing to accept your own body and appearance and go to the store and get all dolled up and put on the lipstick but it's a totally another thing to like dance with a guy, have the right rhythm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can practice in a mirror by yourself. So <laughs> I think that that's really realistic. I remember being in middle school or even in high school, we would have a dance and you would get all ready and you would feel like a million bucks and your hair's done, your makeup's done. And then you would get to the dance and you'd be nervous and it would be awkward no matter how much time you put into yourself. You don't think about, Okay, how is somebody going to ask me to dance? Should I go ask them? If they ask me, will I even know how to dance? You know, yeah, all of those mm-hmm. things. It's adolescence. Everybody, everybody thinks about, or at least people who go to school think about that kind of thing. No, absolutely. And then, you know, Spice Girls to become one start playing over the, <laughs> the school disco loudspeakers. And you're like, uh, it's time. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, so, um, yeah, we sort of uh, got into it. But, yeah, heart in this episode. Were there any other heartfelt moments? That... Oh, come on, that speech between Lisa and Marge. Oh, my gosh. And Marge is so wonderfully like Marge motherliness. Mm. Oh, I made two pounds of homemade Pepsi for your school dance. It's a little thick, but it'll still work. <laughs> so the price is right. <laughs> it's so thick. <laughs> I love that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the very end. Was mm. when Lisa says, oh, act your age. Yeah, that's right. And she hits Alex, and Alex actually goes along with it because Alex, at the end of the day, is probably insecure and just wants to be liked also. Yeah, yeah. and throwing grease at people looks like fun. Yeah, so I thought that was really sweet. Instead of instead of Lisa being like, oh, act your age, and Alex being like, no, F you, bitch, I'm leaving. She <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> played in, and I think that that's more, that was more fitting for the episode. Yeah, it was a much more warming uh, ending for that, yeah. Yeah, and it's probably what worked for Alison at her old school as well, you know, being into fashion or whatever. But And that's sort of an interesting thing that we see with her character is that, yeah, they make the effort with Alison that in every single scene she's wearing a different outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, no other character in The Simpsons has more than one outfit. <laughs> it's actually a very unusual thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to make her stand out. Show how different she is in this world. Yeah. They do something very similar on... Have you guys seen any episodes of Riverdale? The uh... <laughs> Yeah, I've watched most of the first season because I kind of love-hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally with you. But that's kind of like Veronica's character coming into mm. the school and she's like a big city girl coming from New York and she goes there. She's got fashion, she's got money, just kind of like Alex. Alex has her cell phone, she's getting yep. those calls. She's yeah. be caught dead with a discover card. But still, at the core, you're still a kid, and you still just want to get along with everybody and, and have friends. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and yeah, Lisa as well in those moments where you can tell she's falling back on the things that she knows, you know, other kids like, oh, Jacks are popular right now. <laughs> they went out for a while, but then they came roaring back. <laughs> Which I don't know actually what Jacks is. Uh, you bounce the ball, and then you grab little pointy Caltrop-looking things, and it's uh, once you get to foursies, you're in the zone. You know, it's like the, the game with the Jacks, the, the metal and the ball yeah. and the grabbing them. Yeah. It's, well, I'll show you later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like I've missed out at an important part of growing I up. I never then. played it. I just know what it is. No, uh, I actually you know. don't even know how to play it either. I've just seen people do it before. Remember, oh, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Millhouse is playing it. He says, I got twosies. Oh, that's right. That's Jax. Wow, you've they fall back it, on it a few you've times. You've seen it in The Simpsons. You should know it well. <laughs> so ultimately, though, guys, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? How was the character integrity in this one? Did The Simpsons characters feel like themselves, basically? I think yes and no. I think yes, because the amount of time we spent with each character, they were really true to themselves. But I find that Lisa tends to have the least amount of focus on her. Some of the best episodes, like Lisa's Vegetarian, are are Lisa-centered episodes. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen as much. I I think that she's sometimes overshadowed by Bart, obviously Homer being one of the biggest characters of all time. So it felt like one of the best Simpsons episodes because... When we saw the characters, they were true to themselves, but everybody else was kind of a background character, and Lisa was able to really shine here. Yeah, I think everyone else is regulated to the B story, so it's all about Lisa when we're in the A story. Um, Yeah, I think this absolutely feels like The Simpsons. I mean, I was going to 
talk about as well, you've got the kind of bad parenting advice from Homer, but then you've got the really great parenting advice from Marge, who does say the whole, just go there and put on a brave face and show everyone how comfortable with yourself you are, and it'll all work out. And I love the line where Lisa's like, Mom, you can't possibly believe that. And she goes, I have to, sweetie. That I think really drives that home. And yeah, it uh, gets you in the feels, bro. Yeah, that's like a good counterpoint to, yeah, Homer's terrible hmm. advice before of <laughs> yeah, just copy <laughs> someone else. <laughs> also very realistic, Marge is like, or you can stay home and have a dance with mom. And- <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love that bit. <laughs> Every Simpson dance now. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. I'll go. <laughs> oh, Marge's dancing is so wonderful. <laughs> and so memorable. Her hair does this sway that is so epic. <laughs> yeah, I've really got to know what uh, product she's using in her hair. I could use that for my beard retention. Blue dye number 30. You got to dye oh. it blue. Oh, that'd look so awful. <laughs> really would. Really, really would. Yeah, just walking around like a bizarro Marge. You upside down Marge, yeah. Hor- I'll, wear, I'll wear the pearls on my head. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have any problems with the character integrity. I was going to say Bart feels a little out of character, but goddamn, Roxy, you're right. He's rebelling. <laughs> Even yeah, when it's against the machine. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Especially when he comes back at the very end, he's just like, how about instead of quitting, we go for one last big score? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's still fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and the crusty burger as well. Um, squeaky voice teen, he was nice and in character. <laughs> <laughs> My God, you're greasy. I was talking, you know, about Simpsons line deliveries recently, and yeah, that is just one of my favorites, just Homer going, my God, you're greasy. I've always about great lines. How about you could raise emus? <laughs> Again, Marge with some, like, <laughs> solid advice trying to cheer up uh, her upset family, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about another wacky adventure, Homer? <laughs> He's like, yeah, that'll be great. Emus. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was a weird suggestion as well, because, like, aren't emus an Australian animal, too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're exotic and wacky in, in other parts of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas here we fight wars against them. Yes. Mm. <laughs> the great emu war of 07. <laughs> you don't know your history, do you? This, nope. this happened. I'm going to show you a video later. What, we went to war with emus? Yep. And we lost. <laughs> History. <laughs> Oversimplified does a great uh, episode on it. I can't. I honestly can't tell if he's fucking with me I'm right not. now. <laughs> Oversimplified on YouTube. Emu war. Jesus. <laughs> so yes or no? Would you watch this episode again? Oh yeah, of course, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And yeah, if we say we'd watch it again, we like to think about like what playlist we'd put this in, other Simpsons episodes that pair well with it. So can you think of any other Simpsons episodes which are, sort of share some themes with this one? I, that's what it's called, right? Lisa's a vegetarian? Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, I think that that one goes well with this. Yeah, really good heartfelt Lisa episodes, yeah, for sure. And uh, also one where she just like takes a stance, you know, she's trying something different. She's like growing up, it has to do with adolescence. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And yeah, vegetarian fits right in with that as well because the rest of the kids aren't on board with it or are making her feel lesser because of it, yeah. I'm going to say great dance episodes to put this with Lady Bouvier's lover for when uh, Abe and and Mr. Burns are fighting over Marge's mother. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know why, but it just feels like it fits together. Uh, That episode where Marge is crumping where that (laughs) meme comes from. (laughs) Uh, Marge dancing memes. Yeah, every Simpson dance now. (laughs) Yeah, I guess this can fit in with Homer jobs as well. Yeah, true. That playlist is up to about uh, 
100 episodes now. Groundskeeper Willie in the air vents of the school. <laughs> like when Santa's little helper gets brought to school and he, uh, can now do your thing out live, I'll run a grease Scotsman. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's in those vents a lot. He's greased a lot. Exactly. <laughs> then grease me up, woman! <laughs> yeah. What a great fight scene between him and Homer as well. Yeah, I'll put this in with great Simpsons fight scenes. Oh, and just the line beforehand of, it was up to me, I'd let you go, but the lads have a temper, and they've been drinking all day! <laughs> just, yeah. You've been oh, rehearsing so... this, haven't you? No, it's just ingrained. <laughs> 30 years of watching The Simpsons is uh, yeah, yeah. just built it hardwired into our DNA. And just waiting for the moment where I get to name my fists. <laughs> and yeah, when Homer and Willie are fighting and like Bart's like, uh, Dad, son, please, me and the groundskeeper are having a talk. He's got a great line before, which is, um, stop pummeling me, it's really painful. <laughs> great way to try to get out of a fight. All right, yeah, that's a lot of playlists. Roxy, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? If you could do a rewrite, anything you'd like to change? Mm, I don't know how we would do it, but I wish that somehow... Maybe Marge was like a uh, PTA mom or something who was at the mm. dance. Just to incorporate her into it a little more so she could yep. be there watching. I just love when she's in more of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and I think even if it's like spined, check it's okay or whatever, I think that would have added a little bit more. She could show the kids how to bust a move. <laughs> and that she can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how about you, BT? Is there anything you'd like to change? I really don't think so. Going through this one, uh, plot-wise, it's really structurally very fluid, and yeah, jokes are great. Um, I don't think I have anything I want to change. Mm. Nope. Can't think of anything. Yeah, there's just a small handful of jokes that don't quite land for me. Mm-hmm. Like when Homer's like, my arteries are clogged with gold, and then like he has like a mini heart attack. I yeah, thought, the oh. immediate um, brain damage bit. Yeah, yeah. And Ralph's double lazy eye. Oh, I thought there was just a better punchline for that than just true, that Nelson one tripping him over. Just stops. It's a bit, yeah. Yeah. Sure, true. I feel but, you on that. But, I mean, other than that, yeah, I, I agree. Story's great. Pacing's wonderful. And, yep. yeah. All right, we're here. Roxy, do you have any other notes? Any other things you want to mention about this episode? No, no. I, you know, I, I think that this is one that is kind of family friendly in the way that you can watch with your your parent you can watch with your kids and kind of like use the life lessons which i always think are the strongest ones with that uh invoke conversation afterwards so i like that you can kind of view this in two different ways you can either watch it for laughs or watch it for how it's okay to be a kid when you're a kid if somebody's Mm, feeling that way i think it's really strong yeah absolutely how about you bt any other notes yeah i got a couple crusty speak and say the s is for shiksa s h i uh, I think there's a T in there. Yeah, yeah there's good. another playlist like Krusty <laughs> recording things and doing a half-assed job. Yep. You're going to make your money through Greece? No, I'm going to make it through savings and wise investment. I think we've all thought that when we've had our own harebrained schemes. God damn it, Homer. (laughs) It's a great little uh, sign gag with Donor's Party Supplies, which is a reference to the Donor Party, which is an American exploration party who got stranded and had to eat each other to survive. I missed that in history. History is just the worst place to live. Never go there. (laughs) And my final note is, eek! I mean, ach! (laughs) Ah, we forgot about North Kilt Town. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) One of the weirdest ever back and forth of like Homer covering his tracks and yep. doing a bad job at every turn. <laughs> uh, there's a final wait a second, there's no Angus McLeod in North Kilt Town. Yeah. 
that yeah, Homer starts accusing him of lying. It's just It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, it's time for my final notes. I would say I did forget to mention with integrity, we get a bit of a weird skinner in this episode, don't we? Like he's super forgetful and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the right word, forgetful. Just, like, bland. Like, eh. <laughs> but, yeah, he forgets that Lisa mentioned the apple bobbing and school dance. I don't remember approving a school dance. Yeah. Yesterday by my logger. Oh, yes. She's uh, like, you just you just cleared that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very unusual Skinner. And uh, and the trying to do the alibi for the trophy case as well. <laughs> like, <laughs> that bit's great. Yeah. Oh, when they start out the episode and they're at the office supplies store, I don't know what your equivalent over in America is, but we've got a place called Office Works, and mm-hmm. oh my god, I just love it. It's love filled with every bit of useless stationery you could ever want. It's all useful, Elliot. <laughs> you just don't have a use for it yet. We have a few of them, and I love those too. I could, I could spend too much money there, though. I, I have to cap myself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know how many notepads that I've got that I have never used, but yeah, I get Lisa, you know, mm-hmm. fawning over oh, loose leaf, graph, <laughs> online, oh, college ruled. <laughs> yeah, if I've ever seen one of those notebooks that has a little pocket in the back, I'm like, getting you <laughs> coming home with me. Mm. Yeah, notebook with a pocket. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, and my final note is... I love Nelson's little bit in this episode about teaching the kids all about huckleberries. Yeah, that was freaking hysterical. And then and then he pretends to be more badass than he is. Yeah. You know, I was picking up this kid. Anyway, so the huckleberry. <laughs> and if they're too tart, you just dust them with a little confectioner sugar. Don't yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah, Skinner was sus on him that he was giving advice <laughs> on fruit. Yeah. Actually, that kind of ties into a very kind of mini theme. It pops up again later when, um, you know, he's failing all the subjects, but you're doing quite well in Homac. And oh, keep yeah. It down, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Secret life of Nelson Muntz. He's secretly a good cook. I wonder, have they explored that much more? No, but let's. Yeah. Anyway, cool. All right, well, it's time to rank this thing. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode is just meh, you give it participant. But for the positive rankings, you got okay bronze, good silver, excellent gold. But for the best of the very best, you give cubic zirconia. And I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm giving this one a gold. It's just like a hair down from perfection for me, but still such an excellent time. How about you, Roxy? I agree. I would give this one gold uh, because I need more family interaction together mm-hmm. uh, in order to put this up to cubic zirconium. Yeah, our very, very precious ranking. <laughs> and how about you, VT? Finish it off. Uh, I was on the other border. I was on the silver gold. But what I think pushed me over into the gold territory was that kind of hard moment between Lisa and Marge and, and just the way the episode flows and how basically Homer and Marge become almost the, you know, angel and devil for Lisa in this one, one telling it to change and one telling it to be confident in herself no matter what. So for that, yes, I'm going to bump it up to a gold. And also the B story is just so much fun. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, the wonderful bit of levity that the episode mm-hmm. needed. All right. Well, that'll be unanimous gold. It'll be joining other such unanimous golds as Dancing Homer, which, of mm-hmm. course, is the one where Homer's dancing. More dancing, I told you. <laughs> Deep Space Homer as well got a unanimous gold from our panel. Mm-hmm. And A Fish Called Selma, the Troy McClure Mary Selma episode. And recently reviewed King of the Hill, where uh, Homer uses the power of power source bars to scale an impossible mountain. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that fits nicely in there. It's a strange gambit of, of wackiness and reality. <laughs> Isn't it just? All right, Roxy. Yeah, well, that about does it. Did you have anything you wanted to plug? Oh, no. You guys can just find me at Roxy Stryer. I plug everything there. Yep. And also, before we get out of here, we like to just talk about things that we're into lately outside of The Simpsons. Uh, checked out anything Phil worth mentioning? Um. Oh, my God. You know from watching TV fights, I watch like a hundred hours of TV a week. It's insane. Mm. So yeah. I just started a, a new, it's not a new show. I just started Fleabag. Uh, oh, yeah, it's an Amazon that. show. Do you guys watch it? No, but I've, I've heard things. <laughs> it's a bizarre, it's really bizarre. I don't know if I'm into it yet. I finished When They See Us. That was amazing. That was about the Central Park Five. I, I love oh, that oh, show. Yeah. I'm on Handmaid's Tale right now. It's disturbing, but also awesome. I watch Hassan Minaj's Patriot Act, which I've been like completely obsessed with. Um, so I'm all over the board. That's Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, HBO. Mm. Like I'm, I'm watching everything. <laughs> Got all the subscription services. <laughs> oh, I have to. Otherwise, you miss out. And that's you can it. write that off on tax purposes with her job, I'm sure. Oh, that's true. Need <laughs> <laughs> them. And what was the Lisa Kudrow movie you mentioned before? I felt like I've had people recommending that one to me as well. Oh, okay. Uh, it's called Booksmart. Yeah. And yeah. it was directed by Olivia Wilde, and oh, yeah. it's so good. It was like this movie that people were not, it wasn't on anybody's radar. It came out, didn't do that well at the box office, but critically, I think it has like a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Um, and it was awesome. It was kind of like in the vein of um, an Edge of Seventeen or any kind of like coming-of-age indie yeah. rom-drom-com. <laughs> all the arms mm. yeah oh, it was really cute though oh wonderful and of course I'm sure you'd be recommending friends as well <laughs> oh yeah always and friends <laughs> yeah Elliot don't be such a Phoebe <laughs> shut up did she tell me to shut up <laughs> All right, listeners, that's it for today. Big thanks to Roxy Stryer for joining us again. And as you can tell by now, this was only a single episode review. But next week, we'll be returning to our regular three episodes per podcast format when we do The Simpsons 138th episode spectacular on our spectacular 138th podcast. And also coming in the next few weeks, we have a couple more new panelists to introduce to you and some returning newbies and some more of the oldies that you love. Also, we have more international guests joining us. I won't talk about any of them yet because I want to create intrigue and hype, but I can tell you we are part of the way through recording with the polls from the wonderful podcast One Good Thing, so look out for that one pretty soon. But also, if you can think of any other podcasters that you think would be good on our show, I mean, hit us up, let us know. We'll see if we can make it happen. And just a reminder, our other podcast, Thrones of Game, where we watch Game of Thrones backwards, is now in its second season, which means we're reviewing the seventh season. It's confusing, but it's a good show. Please check it out. Also, we made a web series about three years ago called Dave Plus One. It's a very cute rom-com. It's seven, ten-minute episodes, so it's a quick watch. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Very proud of the work we've done for that. It's available for free on YouTube and DavePlusOne.com. And yeah, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. And that's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter or Instagram. Now, there's no bonus scenes for this episode, so we'll catch you next week.